This is what I've been saying, the three L's, listen, learn, and lead. The advisors to do that are the advisors that are going to win. The value of bespoke advice has never been higher. You're listening to Coindesk's On Purpose with OnRamp CEO Tyrone Ross. An infrastructure, money movement, security. The wealth management space is not set up to deal with the client of the future. And man, is that an incredible opportunity. A licensed investment advisor and powerful storyteller, Tyrone has a passion for digital assets and their ability to disrupt our current way of life. How do I protect myself? How do I protect my firm? How do I protect my clients? This show is for advisors by advisors. Advise on purpose in the arising realm of Bitcoin and cryptocurrency. And just a reminder, Coindesk is a news source and does not provide investment advice. And now... Tyrone Ross. Welcome back to another episode of the On Purpose Podcast. I am your host, Tyrone Ross, CEO and co-founder of On Ramp Invest. How is everybody doing? It is a Tuesday night here in San Diego where it is raining at the moment, like pouring, actually. Not quite sure what is going on, but won't complain because we had... A streak of weather that has been phenomenal. But you all know that. (laughs) Remember, kids, winter is a choice. Want to start off with this. Thank you, everybody, for liking and subscribing and sharing the podcast. The traction has been phenomenal. Thank you to all of the guests and and those that have come on. Had some awesome guests already. We got some more lined up. But want to dive right in here. So in this episode, we will be talking about ETH and Ethereum. It is... ETH week in Denver, right? We actually have two members of the OnRant family there. Shout to uh, Caitlin and Ashton who are holding the OnRant family down at ETH Denver. So big week for all of my ETH heads. And I wanted to use this episode to talk about Ethereum, the blockchain, and ETH, the coin, so advisors can kind of get up to speed here. Because I think it's very important, again, with all of these podcasts, what I want advisors to take away from this is, okay, well, what does it mean for me? Right. And I think that's really important. And I think I always tell advisors, it's very important to understand Bitcoin. It's very important to understand Ethereum. If you can understand those two, I think it helps you understand everything else. Also, again, to reiterate here, the SEC considers Ethereum non- Security. It's not a security. IRS, property, CFTC, commodity, right? So very clear on what the regulatory bodies that advisors are concerned with thinks of Ethereum. A couple things here as well for advisors to understand. You see these numbers, right? ERC-20, ERC-721. The ERC-721 probably should be um, most important to advisors now because that's where your non-fungible tokens or NFTs are. And that's where the non-fungible part comes from. The ERC-20 are the fungible tokens. So those two numbers you'll see thrown around sometimes. But when you see the ERC-721, again, that's where you get your non-fungible tokens and all of the really cool tokens you can build on top of the Ethereum blockchain. And I want to stop here for this. We have a piece in the academy that talks about coins versus 
tokens. And I think that is really important because this is a really good way to make the distinction for advisors. So here's what I mean by that. In the piece that we have in the academy, we talk about coins versus tokens similar to RIA versus an IAR. Here we go. In order for you to be an IAR, right, an investment advisor representative, you have to be attached to an RIA, which is a registered investment advisor. So I am an IAR of the RIA. Very similar to a coin, right? If in order for me to have a coin, little b Bitcoin, uh, ETH, the coin that is part of the Ethereum blockchain. Those two give me the ability, and for the purpose of this conversation, we're talking about Ethereum, to then have a token, a non-fungible token, that I can design and create on top of that blockchain, right? And I need a coin to be able to do that. So that's how we get the coin versus token, right? Token similar being to the, the IAR. And then the coin, which is attached to the blockchain, simply being the RAA. It's the place where I can design my token and the blockchain provides the ability for me to secure it, to build it, to allow it to transact, move hands, so on and so forth. So the coins versus token versus RAA versus IAR, very easy way for advisors to understand how you get all of the financial Legos, if you will, that Ethereum provides for those that build in the space and how you get all of the really awesome things that you are seeing in DeFi, decentralized finance. So again, understanding Ethereum means that you understand all of the other cool things that come out of it as a result, like decentralized finance, like NFTs, like the stable coins that run on the Ethereum blockchain, which thus mean I can get all these interesting yield farming and interest-bearing accounts and things like that. So again, for the purposes of this conversation for advisors, I think as far as Ethereum is concerned, it has the biggest brand, if you will, after Bitcoin. And for advisors, I think it's very important to understand it because One, your clients are absolutely (laughs) holding it. And if they're holding it for any reason, they're probably utilizing some of the wallets that are out there for end clients to use, right? Like a MetaMask, for instance. That's a big one that your clients probably are using because they are using that MetaMask to then hop, skip, and jump into other things like OpenSea to buy NFTs or just, you know, store anything that they're doing on Ethereum. So what else we got here? There's ledgers as well. You can hold your ETH on. So all of the different wallet types, but I think the big one now is MetaMask because it allows you to access all of the Ethereum dApps, decentralized apps, if you will. And advisors really need to understand that. One of the things that I think is going to be really cool that ETH is going to allow, right? You talk about the smart contract functionality of Ethereum, smart contract 
for simple terms is just literally the ability to write any type of language using code on the blockchain. For instance, in the case of estate planning, little Johnny is going to get $5,000 per month for the next 10 years as a part of his inheritance. And that could be written in a smart contract, meaning written in code. It cannot be changed. It's part of the protocol. And that's once it's set, it's done. And now the minute Johnny turns you know, 18 and he gets that $5,000 a month for the next 10 years, it's specified what the wallet is. It's specified the day and time and everything. And that is set, right? Set it and forget it. So smart contracts, if you will, right, and not getting into the technical jargon here, to be frank, there are folks that can run through that stuff like water. The main thing to understand about the smart contract functionality is, again, the programmability of it, the interoperability of it, what it allows developers to build on top of the Ethereum network is going to be something that I think whether it is smart contracts for financial plans, whether it's for estate plans, whether it's for mortgages, deeds, car notes, whatever, it's going to be really interesting what that programmability allows for developers and people building on top of Ethereum to do, especially as it pertains to finance. It's going to make our business way more efficient. (laughs) We're going to save a lot of money on unnecessary paperwork and transactions, and instant settlement, and all of these different things that I think we should all be excited about, and especially as far as estate planning is concerned. So for financial advisors, I think, again, Ethereum is, I've said this again, there's a tweet somewhere way back in the day where I said the future of our business is being built on Ethereum. And I think we're seeing that to be true now, whether it is you know, starting with Tether in 2014, MakerDAO that has come along. And again, these are stable coins, crypto dollars, as we call them at OnRamp. I also mentioned that the Ethereum blockchain was going to allow some type of money market type of functionality where, again, using stable coins and getting yield, we were going to be able to build some really cool things at the custodians or at the exchanges, or whatever for advisors to get yield for their clients. The really cool thing with this is, again, using smart contracts, it will be really easy to say, okay, the client wants this amount of yield, is willing to accept this amount of risk, looking at this tranche of protocols where they're able to get be junior or senior or whatever in a capital stack and just be fully automated. There was one point a robo advisor for yield, which has since been taken down. Ray, there's some tweets about that as well with Dharma and the folks are working on there. But that's another thing that is going to happen. I think that that was a great idea that they did, but I think that's going to become a thing, a robo for yield, if you will, where Similar to the way I used to have to scrum through all these different screens at Merrill Lynch to find CDs for a client. This is just going to be written into smart contracts and advisors will be able to go for a client or the client will be able to do this on their own and show the advisor, okay, I'm getting 2% here, 
4% here, 6% here. I am getting a thousand percent a month here or whatever. And this is why. And it's automated and it's a robo, if you will. And it takes me from the lowest to the highest. It identifies risk, pulls me out of that into less risky investments. If I want to take more risk. So these are all things that Ethereum is going to allow. Now, I think another thing for financial advisors to understand here when having conversations with clients is similar to Bitcoin and all of the language that comes along with that is all of the language in the conversation that comes along with Ethereum, right? And we spoke about ERC-20, ERC-721. We spoke about MetaMask. We spoke about Trust Wallet, all the different wallet types and all of the things that come along with Ethereum, your NFTs and all of the universe that is going on there. Um, stable coins. Um, so all of the different stable coins and protocols there, like really digging into the verbiage. Again, as I mentioned, dApps, decentralized apps. There's so much language and being conversant in the space takes on a whole nother form. And I think as advisors just simply converse with clients, you'll learn a lot. You'll learn a ton when they're talking about on-chain data, if you will, Again, this is the same thing for Bitcoin as well, but in the case of Ethereum, what you're able to see is everything that is happening you know, with EIP-1559. Again, forget all the calculus language of what I just said, but the ETH that are burned, essentially, as a result of this upgrade to the Ethereum network, right? So more numbers, more lingo, and what does that mean that the ETH is burned? What does that mean for the price of ETH? What does that mean moving forward as, you know, how am I classifying it? Is it a commodity? Looking at how to value it as a network, how to value it based on, you know, supply being burned, how to value it based on the gas fees. Very, very important for advisors to understand. We've even gotten some questions about that. Gas essentially being the price to transact on the Ethereum network, just the fee that you pay, the toll, if you will, for all of my folks that are from New Jersey. There's a gas fee, and you see people complaining on Twitter and everywhere about the high gas fees on Ethereum. I think I just had a friend message me about a $600 purchase that was, they paid 300 or so dollars in gas fees, right? That's extremely expensive, which is why, again, you may have clients mention Polygon or Solana or all these other ETH killers that are out there trying to compete with ETH to be cheaper and faster. Another thing, again, as well, is talking about the transaction speed or lack thereof, if you will, ETH in proof of stake, Bitcoin being proof of work, the large amount of computational power needed for Bitcoin to run, Ethereum being proof of stake, being able to stake, if you will, have a stake in the blockchain. So if I hold a bunch of ETH like I do, I'm staking my ETH at Coinbase or I'm staking anywhere, but me personally at Coinbase. Staking also in the sense of I have a stake in what happens in the network. If I hold a large piece of it and I'm staking, I have some say, if you will, 
of what happens in the network. So proof of stake, the more that I put at stake, gives me a say in what happens in the development of Ethereum. The other thing, again, getting back to ETH Denver, is the amount of uh, developers and folks that are working on Ethereum is huge and continues to grow. And I think it's fascinating that as you look at how ETH has grown exponentially, right? I think there's 150 million or so locked in protocols, DeFi protocols on Ethereum blockchain, the amount of folks that are working on it, the amount of individuals moving into the space to build on top of Ethereum, everything that you're seeing with Web3, the money that's being raised here. I think a lot of people are looking at Ethereum as that next Bitcoin type trajectory. There's a lot of arguing whether, you know, what will become the dominant chain, if you will. Is ETH better because it is proof of stake? Will it overcome Bitcoin in terms of dominance being larger and and more larger market cap to Bitcoin? A lot of folks think that is going to happen. So again, the goal here, and I would definitely do a follow-up with some experts to come on and we could really dive into some of the things that I mentioned here. But for me, the goal here was just to get advisors up to speed on what is happening in the space, what ETH is, some of the terms and jargon that you may hear. Again, very high level, just simply so advisors could be conversant. There's plenty of really great podcasts out there, the Bankless Podcast. It is all about Ethereum. They get really deep into the weeds here. But the purpose of this was just one, to talk about Ethereum. Again, Ethereum, the blockchain, Ether, the coin, the tokens that are built on top of it, all of the different languages and things you'll hear. You heard last week Jeff Garzik talk about what they're doing at DeFi, in DeFi, and what he's doing at Vesper. Again, all of that is on top of the Ethereum network. So it's really cool what is happening decentralized finance, what that means for, again, as as you all know where I'm about to go with this, folks who were underbanked, as they say, again, I say underserved, but for the folks that lack access to banking, some really cool things happening. We're very early in this, but I think for advisors, just being aware of what's going on, pay attention to what's happening at ETH Denver, read about uh, the space, follow some folks that are probably have .eth in their profile on Twitter. <laughs> and of course, again, for all my Academy family going to Academy, we have some really awesome things inside of the Academy as well to get up to speed on Ethereum and the Ethereum network, the Ethereum blockchain, the Ethereum ecosystem, everything, all things Ethereum. So anyway, wanted to hop on really quickly Holler at you all to talk about this. Again, happy to answer any questions. We'll bring some folks on to dig deeper into ETH. But for financial advisors, I think being very high level here is important as folks start to move beyond Bitcoin now and really start to delve into what Ethereum means graduating from Bitcoin into ETH and then what ETH means getting into DeFi and stable coins and NFTs and everything else. All right. Appreciate you all listening. You know the rules, you know the drill, nokidhungry.org if you found any value in this episode whatsoever. Uh, Thank you all again for liking, subscribing, and sharing the podcast. I will see you all on the next one. Everyone have a great week. Until the next time, I appreciate you. You've been listening to On Purpose with host Tyrone Ross. This show is produced and announced by Michelle Mousseau with additional production support from Eleanor Paul. 
Our theme song is Walk With Swag. We would like to hear from you, so if you have any questions or comments, please send us an email at podcasts at coinist.com, subject line, on purpose, or leave us a review on your favorite podcast player. Thanks for listening.